You're listening to an irreverent podcast. For more unholy content from our friends, head to irreverent.fm. Hi, friends. I'm Josie. Spencer and you're listening to the speaking in church podcast I felt like switching it up on you I did that on purpose we're out of practice that's the real truth <laughs> no it's not I really wanted to trip you up I wanted to test you um I also have COVID so I'm a little bit salty cranky um spicy and I just got over COVID, so we don't even live next to each other. And I still feel like somehow I sent it to Josie. Our cycles are linked. <laughs> wow. Sorry, just made the the male presenting people in the room laugh. Are you guys both considered male? Before we continue, yes. Uh, yeah. I'm a logic guess. I'm questioning it. <laughs> okay, that's great too. I something. love that. Wow. Yeah. North no. American gender norms are not fun. No, absolutely not. But now that you've heard their voices, everybody, so <laughs> introduce we, our guests. Sorry, well, we just interrupted. Uh, no, <laughs> no I mean, okay. I did it to you. Yeah. So, you, so you made us laugh. You're comedian. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So then that means we have the two humans from the Hopefully Wandering podcast, Elijah and Collier. Welcome, friends. Hello. Good to be here. So good to be here. Good. Um, These assholes do not have a camera. (laughs) (laughs) We're going by sound of voice. Um, So if we mix people up, sorry about it. We just can't see them. I have to buy a car first. And yeah. Then yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Amen. I mean, I have a shitty um, little '90s. Hey, thing. don't forget in the early days of speaking in church, I also did not have a camera. I That's was true. on like Ooh. my old school desktop and like <laughs> prioritized the microphone over the camera. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's true. And these microphones are really cheap to begin with but they're real shitty so <laughs> it's anyways uh friends today we we're talking about a very fun topic <laughs> we're talking about christian marriage wow um i can't relate i was never a christian when i was married um spencer you were a christian when you were married i mean i'm still a christian <laughs> okay damn i forgot i mean i mean like a like a like an evangelical you know? uh no i don't think so yeah I, I think you were done at that point well yeah, we were uh, <laughs> 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 our new friends were definitely um still in it and they're gonna talk about that um yeah i don't think i was an evangelical again i got married so i got married um at 24 literally turned 25 two months after my wedding and in christian culture that's kind of old so that's true Ooh, that's scary <laughs> yeah yeah so um friends tell us about tell us about y'all because y'all were like child marriage we, we were <laughs> <laughs> we were so young well so my name's collier um one half of the hopefully Hi, wandering podcast collier. <laughs> and i was a victim of a christian marriage <laughs> I was a victim! I love it. <laughs> although no my marriage is still great i'm still married to the same woman she is incredible um <clears throat> We got married when we were 20, started dating when we were like 16. So I was there. Yeah. Yes. We've been together for a long time, but yeah, we did, we did purity culture. We did Christian evangelical marriage really well. So, so well that one of 
um, my partner's family members referred to me as Joe Bible. And we, we, <laughs> we were like the, the Christian Christian couple that everyone knew was Christian <laughs> mm-hmm. and very evangelical. Very Did you carry around your Bible and like your little pocket Bible? I didn't. No, no. But I, I wasn't was, that Christian. You know, I was, yeah, I wasn't <laughs> that Christian. Carried it in his heart, guys. <laughs> oh. Carried it in my in my like white boy seminary haircut and the way I dress. Oh, seminary! Excuse me. <laughs> you know, well, so I went to undergraduate Bible college, but it was at a seminary, so like I can say I went to seminary. <laughs> it was Baptist too. <laughs> Ooh. All right. All right. Well. That's great. <laughs> well, what about uh, you, Elijah? Hi, my name's Elijah. Elijah, 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 Elijah. And I, too, am a victim of Christian marriage and purity culture. You're like a real victim, though. <laughs> yeah, no, yes. like you were real, though. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we were debating, like, pre-podcast of whether we were going to dox our home church. <laughs> I, I mean, docs. This is this is the podcast. <laughs> this is speaking in church and speaking about church. So we dox them on other people's podcasts, but we don't dox them on our own. Podcast. Honestly, that's we, that's the way to go. That's smart because they probably have the energy to check in on y'all, but they yeah. definitely don't have the energy to go snooping on other people. You know what I mean? Also, if <laughs> yeah, they come exactly. after my podcast, I'm ready. I'm ready to fight. I oh, this is the perfect <laughs> podcast to dox somebody on. Josie literally had a whole plan because i'm a big chicken and i was like josie what if somebody gets mad at us and she's like it's okay i, I got, got it covered. i got it i just i was just listening actually today to that one you did where you're talking about being a machiavellian uh dictator oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes that um that is true <laughs> shit <laughs> sorry spencer About- spencer and i are very different i promise everybody she's not she's not the same as me <laughs> Well, okay. Okay, okay. So we're so, talking. Yeah. We continue. both grew up at Southeast Christian Church. What a unique name. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> it's in, in the Louisville, top 10 Kentucky. largest. It in is. The US. Oh. I'm Googling it right now. Where is it? Emphasis. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville, Kentucky boy. Is that that's not considered Bible Belt, is it? It's like just yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, I mean for sure. Yeah, especially Louisville. So Louisville has that church and the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and lots of uh lots of Bible Belt stuff. This place is huge. Wow. Oh, I know. <laughs> Wait, and you're the worship pastor there, Elijah? Wow. No, no, not. No, it's a long. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Let's try to do this fast. Okay. I was invited to go to Bible college by, so the senior pastor's name is Kyle Eidelman. Fuck you, Kyle. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a Kyle. <laughs> um, his sister's daughter uh she invited me to go to bible college ozark christian in missouri i went with her like oh she's kind of cute you know started dating her in bible college i like how you say she invited you to go to bible college like it was invited you to go to movie (laughs) yeah yeah exactly exactly uh dated for like six months got engaged married after another six months it was like a year since we started dating um and the relationship was really abusive 
And I think I can't contribute the abuse itself to um, purity culture, but the nature of Christian marriage and purity culture definitely like didn't forewarn of it where like a normal relationship definitely would. Mm. And so we got to see that play out and take me to where I am today. Mm. Wow. Well, with all that being said, tell us about your podcast before we continue on. Yeah. So we both met up uh, after Elijah got divorced, a spoiler for his story. Um, and we so we hadn't really talked since he got married because his marriage wasn't very healthy and uh he hated collier (laughs) i just want to put that out there like absolutely despised collier oh which is the biggest red flag i think it's because he liked me and and she was jealous (laughs) he just she didn't like his friends because she was jealous (laughs) but yeah so we got together and we started talking and uh at that point i had already kind of left the church and was figuring out things and after like six months or so of talking, we were like, you know what, let's just like start a podcast and document our journeys and stuff and see what's going on. You know, just tell our, tell our stories and where we've come. We're not in it for the clout. It's more of just like us being able to say, you know, what we've gone through and what we've experienced and talk about topics that we're interested kind of for our own enjoyment and talking about it publicly helps us solidify some more where we're at and incorporate other people's opinions. So it's just been a very fun, enjoyable experience. And we're able to inform people who are snooping on us, but don't want to talk to us where we've ended up. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. that's exactly how I feel about the internet. I just publish everything. Cause I don't want to, everybody knows what's going on. I don't have to repeat the same fucking thing over and over again. So yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, um, was your divorce recent then? Because, you know, when y'all reached out to us, I did some like snooping of the podcast and it Ooh, seems pretty yeah. recent. Excuse so, me. So is this all like, tea. is this all pretty like new? Like it's still pretty fresh then? Uh, So I think, what, what, what year is it? Is it 2022? You... Yeah. Yeah, it's 2022. yeah. So, so all the stuff happened for me, like shit hit the fan march april 2021 for me you lasted the majority of the pandemic i was gonna say you did a whole year of well did kentucky actually lock down i don't know what y'all did there so (laughs) i moved for a worship pastor position in illinois oh okay and i was living there at like a small church there isn't illinois exactly like kentucky i'm just kidding doesn't it depend on where like i I feel like where parts of illinois are really conservative but not all of it yeah. Um, <laughs> not Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> yeah. So no, like the relationship tanked April. Paperwork signed August. I would say I wasn't a Christian anymore by like January, February mm-hmm. this year. Wow. Ooh, so you're fresh. Yeah, pretty recent still. We got a little boo-boo deconstruction. <laughs> but but here's the weird thing. We've talked about this very recently is like the tools that we have used for like leaving our faith were kind of like slowly scattered to us over the last like 10 years of our lives, which is oh, really yeah. bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were just waiting for like the straw that broke the camel's back. I, I think a lot of us relate to that. Um, yeah. Once you, once you kind of step away and you start like looking at past scenarios or events, you're just like, Oh, 
that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> well, we just no, didn't exactly. fit in the mold, right? We didn't fit in the mold of Christianity, mm-hmm. and it starts to show at some point. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, we were just talking about uh, how I was like deconstructing as a six-year-old listening to a Casting Crowns album, talking Ooh. about how messed up the church is. <laughs> but if we Ooh. are the body, oh wow, what? that's a throwback. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, that's totally true. There's a Reliant K song about um, like we're going down in flames, like talking about mm, Christians yeah. being trash. But I'm like, Amen. not us having gone to Reliant K <laughs> right? show like, a few months ago. Yeah. Oh, with, we stand Reliant K. Did you see similar? Yeah, oh, yes. I'm like so jealous <laughs> right now. Oh my uh, god, that was so good. It was in Cincinnati, Ohio, and yeah, God she, bless. Uh, I wanted their religious them, drama. <laughs> yes, I wanted them to come to uh, to Arizona so bad. Um, Josie, you've seen Similar a few times. Yes, I have. <laughs> I have seen Similar a few times. <laughs> I love Semler. Great music on repeat in my car. Yes. Um, so actually, it's kind of, again, it's one of those of when you talk about so many things just kind of adding up. When, you know, the pandemic first started, Josie and I made our podcast. Mm-hmm. And I originally found Semler, you know, on TikTok. Semler, you know, their name is Grace Baldridge. Made it like a funny TikTok thing about um, youth group lock-ins, and that was one of our first. Episodes. I remember this. And yep. literally, they they made this. Uh, yeah, they made this TikTok about youth group lock-ins, and Josie and I were like, "That's hilarious! Mm-hmm. Like, we should make a we yeah should make a, <laughs> an episode about that." <laughs> and then now, flash forward, and we're like, "Whoa! Like, it's crazy how so many little things get interconnected within this deconstruction community." <laughs> Honestly, it can yeah. get really fucking annoying, but it's. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> the candor it's yes. just too small I, it's too yes, small I, yeah y'all if you thought christian like christian culture was small like all of a sudden you're all like how do you know them but then they also know them <laughs> this doesn't make any sense yeah and That's honestly true. i don't know any christians these days you only know deconstructed. Congrats. I know. Like, I barely know who Stephen Furtick is, and that's just because uh, preachers and sneakers, honestly. <laughs> Stephen Furtick, that's a name. That's a name, yeah. That's a person. Oh, man. Yes. I don't have a lot else to say on him. Did you all see that recent viral tweet where they were talking about his name being Larry? And that's his first name. What? It is? Yeah. His Where's name is your Larry hairbrush, Larry? <laughs> Larry, listen, I, I'm just like he had the wherewithal to be like, if I'm going to be a cool mega church pastor, my name can't be Larry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, exactly. Okay, but smart. hold on, Stephen Larry, Larry Stephen Furtick <laughs> went to Collier's undergrad. Yeah, so I went to, like I said, I went to the undergrad of Southern Baptist Seminary. So like the one that Albert Moeller is the president of, and uh, uh, so Stephen Furtick went there. And actually, so I came in as a freshman and I was like, man, yeah, my favorite worship band is probably Elevation. And (laughs) the people there were like, oh, we hate him here. He went here and he's not a Christian anymore. He's a a Baptist judge. Everybody that's not like specifically Baptist, especially at seminary, they think like you have to have perfect theology to be a Christian. (laughs) What's your one professor say? Our little brothers with inferior theology. Yeah, talking about a denomination that was different from theirs. They talked about them as, uh, yeah, little brothers in the faith or something. It was very judgmental. Bruh. So, weird. 
did yeah. your if you went you know if you went to college or did your wife go to college with you i mean y'all got married at like 20 so yeah so well that's kind of why we got married actually um oh, she so was you going could to live college. together wow, wow. Yeah, exactly. wow. so we could live together and not have christians get mad at us for living together before we were married hey so. you could do that anyway some fun fact i found that out recently <laughs> oh i like it saucy see that's how i know that i wasn't an evangelical anymore because i literally was like we lived together before we got married same yeah no the main reason we got married honestly that young was like we wanted to travel together we wanted to start doing stuff but like if we traveled together and got a hotel room together people would talk people would not yeah. like oh, yeah it. okay but there's I... some christians who let their kids bring their boyfriends and girlfriends on trips but expect them not to have sex like my partner oh yeah took his ex-girlfriend to like cruises and they had like their own i was like what the fuck do you think is happening here mormons okay <laughs> like i so you know gay. it's it's funny because <laughs> It's real. It is so real. No, is it actually so real? It's so real. Do you have to it get is... someone else to jump on the bed? <laughs> that is called something else, I think. But yes, it is yeah. so. It so happens. And they don't. They don't jump on the bed. They lay under the bed. Yeah, so you don't see anything. It's oh, so decent. So that way, sense. okay, exactly. It'd be, it'd be yeah. weird if your friend was staring at you. Just like, yeah. <laughs> it's not weird if know, they're under baby. the bed. It's real. It's so real. Oh, no, I listen. It's sad because I, I had friends in college that like, like I know that are married now and have like traveled together so much. And I know for a fact, like stayed pure, but so many Mm -hmm. people gave them like shit because they're like, I can't believe you would travel together and like stay overnight. Like you said, like in the same hotel room and they're literally like, like they would, like they would even just be like, we don't even share a bed. Like we get rooms that have two beds or have like a pullout sofa. Like we just want to go do things together because we want to get to know each other. I know. Listen, and and this is, Mm -hmm. this is part of the trash of like the Christian marriage expectations of they expect you to never live with this person and then just get married and go from zero to a thousand in like 12 hours. Yeah. And listen, like, I love my husband, but there are certain things about living with him that I don't like. And if I had never lived with him prior to getting married, we got married and four days later, COVID like locked down the whole world. I probably would have, I probably would have divorced him because I had to be with him for like a whole year. And thankfully I already knew what I was getting into, but I knew so many people that like these Christian marriages that could not withstand lockdown because so many stuff just like came out you know what i mean that if oh, they were sure. just living life beforehand they would have already known and they probably wouldn't have got married <laughs> and honestly like no offense but men are trash and dirty and nasty oh, yeah. and like you should know how dirty and how nasty or not <laughs> maybe the girl is dirty and nasty i'm uh, equal opportunity nasty but i mean if you don't know that before you get married if you don't like try to fix that before it's yeah mm-hmm. forget money dirty socks are what make people to get divorced for sure <laughs> so oh sin- for sure since y'all did it right what were some of the like like not red flags but like i mean kind of red flags like all of a sudden you were living together and you're married and you're following these christian rules like what was that adjustment like both the good and the bad i mean honestly so i've been dating um Michaela for like four years so we knew a lot about each other um we have very very different yeah experiences. ours is pretty healthy <laughs> ours like 
Wait, did you guys talk about sexy time before the wedding? Like what you were into, might be into? We, you know, not like, not super in depth. We we, we definitely did not like crazy um, amounts of of in depth. We didn't talk about like all of our... I don't know, kinks and stuff, I guess. <laughs> I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that was honestly the hardest thing for us, really, was, was the sex part. Because, like, in, in marriage, in Christian growing up, you're not allowed to talk about that. Like, it's just, and not only that, but, like, the youth pastors, you know, told me that if I say pure, then my sex life was going to be like a porn star because of how incredible it was that we both stayed pure i like how porn star is like the peak sexuality when it's like for a woman that's like the her worst nightmare i know yeah again that's how how sexist it is very sexist (laughs) that's okay another small small tangent i i have a theory that the reason why um a lot of men that are evangelical especially baptist fundamentalists don't think that there's problems with sex and marriage is that they rape their wives every day because they don't believe in consent they think that you can do whatever you want to your wife when you're married yep i mean allegedly allegedly but i think so too yeah from their point of view there's no problem even if it's bad from her point of view yep i mean yeah especially after they're comparing it to porn yeah well and and even just in again the in the the very like conservative fundamentalist baptist circles you get the like like women are literally taught that like you have to be like open and willing like all Mm -hmm. the time like once you get married like you just have to be a fountain of good sex for your husband like what are you good for? Sex, raising kids, and making dinner. That's Just it. lie there and get it over with. Make some noises and call it a day. Yeah. And then and if oh, God and if God has favor on you, he'll bless you with tons of children from it. God. Yeah. <laughs> Just rip your vagina apart. What a blessing. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. We we actually did an episode on purity culture with my partner, Michaela, and went kind of in depth about a lot of that stuff. But oh, then uh, yeah. God bless we'll Michaela. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have a ton of red flags really there was just yeah i guess you're still married like, <laughs> yeah we're still married we just like i got lucky man i got so lucky we just like we work well together so yeah it, it worked out for me but that's not the case for most people well, all right elijah what are your red uh, flags <laughs> oh my god so um some of them <laughs> <laughs> um i can't I I can't like prove this, but uh, like I've seen five counselors before and I got divorced and all of them told me the same thing. Uh, my ex like had a lot of like uh codependent personality disorders or per- dependent personality disorder symptoms in the relationship. And so like, if I would go say, Hey, Hey babe, I'm going to hang out with Collier on Monday night from 8 to 11 okay and it would be I would get shit for it for a week (laughs) I mean just like how dare you leave me to go hang out with someone else and the thing is the way that they framed up like the Christian marriage stuff is you know I'm supposed to be fully devoted and dedicated to my wife and I understand that but at a certain point it was like we were smothering each other but our relationship also wasn't good and so it just felt like a lose-lose situation. I cannot, honestly. I'm so stressed out thinking of me spending 24-7 with my partner. Yeah. Like that. 
I mean, also, <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's the kicker. Okay. Here's the kicker. Oh god. Uh, intercourse maybe happened three times. Oh my god. Relationship. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> that answers my question because I was nice. literally gonna be like, like y'all, y'all don't have kids, so like oh, that's a good thing. <laughs> I think that's the first time you said that publicly, isn't it? Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> Uh, again, it's not our it's not our platform. It's yeah, there. Our so, platform. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. You can send your ex wife after me. I got a few yeah. words for her. Don't even worry. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. God. Um, but it, man, there's just so much there, and it's really hard for me to talk about it now because it felt like throughout the whole relationship, like if someone who has been in like an abusive relationship, um, can. They'll, they'll understand what I'm trying to say, but it was almost like there was a haze throughout the whole thing. Yeah. No, very sense. like my mindset was just clouded the entire time. And I was trying to like convince myself of things. And so, you know, I've been threatened before with physical harm and lots of words. And I would say that like, I, also like i'm just gonna be totally straightforward like when you're in that place i probably responded kind of verbally abusively as well but it was me like last the abused cannot abuse remember that you were just responding yeah i'm not proud of what happened but it happened and Mm. the way that purity culture affected that is like honestly if we had lived together before we were in a relationship i probably would have found out about like the dependent personality disorder and the trauma and um all that stuff before we had entered the relationship and so it was just a lot of dealing with like entitlement and toxic behavior and physical threats and verbal threats and a whole lot of negative stuff um well and that's like what happens in christianity right when you're taught this ideal marriage that the christians want it just leaves so much room for abuse and zero accountability there's no you can't like they often tell you not to go see a real therapist you have to go see a christian counselor and the christian counselor tells you the divorce isn't an option despite all of this abuse and there's like no way out okay here's one big big huge irony the first counselor that we went and saw about six months in actually said that we should get a divorce and was a Christian. God bless. Really? God yeah. bless. Shout out to shout out. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm still, yeah. I'm like debating yeah. live of what I'm going to say. That's okay. <laughs> I mean, but, if you change your mind, we can always take yeah, it yeah, out. Yeah, you're, fine, you're fine. You're fine. I'm good. Uh, but like we went and saw him and like, she got up and walked out, was in a rage. Cause you know, how dare you insinuate that? But he's like, you guys weren't ready to get married. And you can either mm-hmm. commit to move past this and grow past it, or you should just get a divorce now. And she screamed and walked out and, and that should have been your cute before. <laughs> but but you also have to understand is because she was part of like such an influential family, like mm-hmm. her uncle's the senior pastor of Southeast Christian Church, her other uncle is the new senior worship pastor of Southeast Christian Church, her father's the campus pastor of one of the campuses. Mom is like the women's small group director, not a pastor. She's FYI. connected. Yeah. Why did you get involved with this and chaos? I mean, so both of us, like, 
really wanted to be worship leaders, you know, and do that for all right, all right. We idolized. And it. so yeah, yeah. If that's your career goal, getting in with like a nepotistic family You're right. of thirty thousand person church. <laughs> that was a smart move, yeah. They yes. never <laughs> decision. like accept me as part of the family because like I I don't know. I think they knew something was going on, but they also didn't want to help it. Also found mm. out that her parents had very similar issues and never told us about it. I don't know. It's a lot of weird <laughs> stuff, but yeah. When so. you, well, and when you're talking about the, you know, the haze during that yeah. time, also just the added layer of like the, like the haze of religion of so many things being told that they have to be a certain way or you have to, you know, again, there's that image of, you know, I'm sure at that time you're still like, well, I still want to be a worship pastor. Like, this is still something I want to mm-hmm. do and I feel called to. And then you have that, like, but if my marriage isn't successful, like who takes me seriously? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's so many layers to it that people, I, I talk about this a lot because I, I, I still work in ministry now and there are just so many layers of like, it took me a long time to find a church. Like the only reason I work at the church I do is because I was so upfront about like, you're hiring me, you're not hiring my husband. And you know, we have different beliefs and I'm okay with that. And if you're not okay Mm. with that, then I can't, I can't work here. And, Mm, um, and I think that's, again, I think so many people don't realize that of like, when you get marriage involved in, especially because there's not a lot of people that, are married that work together. You know what I mean? Like besides people that have like family businesses, you're not going to work with your family, Mm. but so many people in the church, that's so common. And it's so, it's so toxic, honestly, like you're talking about nepotism, abuse is being hidden. There's just so many things that are like red flag, red flag, red flag, but it's just normal in Christian culture. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Not to mention that like, if a, Especially if a man gets hired as like a youth pastor or something, the wife is expected mm-hmm. to be the women's youth pastor for free a lot of times. Yes. Like if she's not leading the high school girls group, then like, <laughs> then like they're like, we hired a shitty youth pastor. Like yeah. what is his wife doing? Like, where's our free labor? I know she's working in the secular world. How dare she? Yeah. This is so funny because the pastor at my church, his wife is like, chilling she doesn't have to do shit we don't have women's ministry we don't do gendered ministry because what a queen i know yeah she just like came and she's like nobody has any expectations of her except why the hell weren't you at lunch last sunday after church christina (laughs) (laughs) and she just loves it because she's like for the first time i'm not a pastor's wife i'm just here she doesn't she doesn't sit in the front pew nothing and that's literally like, so when I started working at the church I work at, I was pregnant. So my husband would come volunteer with me solely because I was pregnant and I needed help just because I work in, I work in preteens. So they're wild. Oh God. So he I was stand like, your husband right now. <laughs> oh, Jack's so, the best. Yes. So obviously he's like, I'm not going to send my pregnant wife to the wolves with these kids. So <laughs> like he wolves. would, he would show up, you know, he'd run and play capture the flag with them and he'd be rowdy with them. All the things I couldn't do because I was pregnant. As soon as I popped that baby out and I was ready to be like, I want to go back to work like it wasn't right away but you know i was like yeah i'm gonna go back he was like cool 
you have fun with the kids. You can do all the stuff now and I'll take care of the baby. And nobody thought that was weird. Everybody was like, you know how sometimes people are like, oh, like, where's the baby? Who's taking care of your kid? No, at my church, they're like, they're like, of course your husband's taking care of your baby. Like, that's what dads do. And I'm like, amen. Thank you. Call your baby. Such good churches. Where were these with my The Methodist baby. Half of them. Okay. If you guys, if if you if you've listened to enough episodes, you know Josie and I went through the trenches. Yeah, for God. Yeah, Spencer found the church that I currently work at. I mean, through the deconstruction universe, actually. Yeah, through my secret secret twitters of like following people that i could never <laughs> tell people at the church i worked at or the bible college we mm. went to could never tell them that i followed them oh which bible college did you go to um, well it was it's like we went to azusa pacific university which a lot of if you went to a bible college like in the south people would be like that's not a real christian school <laughs> but um josie and i lived it and it's way more conservative than people would mm. lead you to believe let me tell you <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty sure. half and half, but even the liberal half is yeah, like still I evangelical. I chose to go there because they actually were like, yeah, of course women can be in ministry. What are you talking about? So I was like, cool, mm. they're liberal. And then I started going there, and I was like, this is not liberal. Why are there so many Trump supporters <laughs> yeah, around? Like, this is the bare minimum. <laughs> yeah, it was, and we could we had school dances. So yeah, we could dance. Ooh, dance. You could dance. We had a foam rave our freshman year. So. Yeah, that was. I didn't go to that shit. That sounded nasty. That was the end times for sure. <laughs> yeah, hell no. Mm-mm. That's incredible. Yes, but yeah, I mean, no, I think I, I think divorce is one of those really, really tricky things that that is so we've talked about before christian marriage but during christian marriage and and after divorce is like so taboo it's it's like the biggest sin as opposed to i don't know abortion or something like it's hard to say what's a bigger sin well being gay is a bigger sin but well yeah yeah. being gay is probably the biggest one (laughs) i think i think again i think you know cultural context but i think for where josie and i like went to school and like the circles we run in, I think it would be like abortion, being queer, divorce. Like mm, yeah. those would probably yeah. be the three like top tier. Like you don't do those, you don't talk about those. And if you know people or or you do any of those, like you're out. hmm And yeah. it's interesting because when I'm married or started talking about marriage with my partner, which is very early on. <laughs> um, very Christian I, of you, Josie. <laughs> I know. It was, I needed insurance. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I told him, like, I'm not scared of getting divorced. I will leave you and I will take all of your fucking money if anything happens. <laughs> I don't care. I'm not scared. I love you and I don't plan on getting divorced, mm-hmm. but I'm not scared. I'll do it. I don't care. Oh, Which I yeah. think should be the mentality. <laughs> it should. No, Michaela told me several times. She was like, if you ever cheat on me, just that second, I'm walking out the door. One and done. One and done. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Do you, so I'm assuming that, that, um, none of y'all have like divorced parents or anything like that then, right? Absolutely no. not. How dare you <laughs> oh insult Tracy and Renee? Sorry. Tracy and Renee. <laughs> I, listen, my parents are married, but my spouse has divorced parents and that changed. Um, and he grew up in, he grew up in the church, grew up Lutheran and they got divorced when he was an adult. And that, Mm. um, 
that really kind of changed my so growing up my i had a lot of family members that had divorced parents and a lot of my friends honestly a majority of my friends had divorced parents so it was almost like this like not that like my parents would like flaunt like oh we're still married but for myself i was like Mm -hmm. my parents are married like they do the work you know what i mean like where christians are always like marriage is hard work and you got to do this and you got to do that (laughs) so i had this mentality of like dang like my parents do the work they're the best blah 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 and then i became an adult and i started dating people and i was like um maybe marriage isn't supposed to be hard like maybe if you find the right person like not saying that hard things don't happen but i think that like you know we've only been married a couple years we've been together for five and hard stuff has happened but our marriage isn't hard if that makes sense yeah that's exactly how i feel like the going through going through a global pandemic literally four days after we got married that was hard as shit (laughs) our actual relationship wasn't the hard part it was the exterior forces and when we have the wherewithal to realize like is it us that's hard or is it the situation that's making things hard i think that totally changes the conversation um or or even when like i fight with my partner it's not hard for me to sit there and want to resolve the fucking issue like it would be hard for me to walk away it's because i love this person and i don't feel like spending a week mad at him mm-hmm. i'm gonna fix the issue i'm gonna resolve it it's not like it takes a lot of like heart energy for me to do that it's not yeah. a hard decision yeah well and and again i i think i i i thought divorce was bad for so long that when i started when I started dating my spouse and he had divorced parents, like I like had so much anxiety of like, this is going to be hard. And like, how do you deal with this? And I mean, like just from the stories of him and his siblings telling me like, you know, like their family, like obviously every family has hard stuff, but like divorce isn't all bad. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, Josie and I have friends that have gotten divorced and it was the best thing they could have done. And I think, Christians need to change that conversation because when we think that divorce is like the end all be all, you have people like you, Elijah, like you stay in situations too long because of there's looming fear of what does divorce mean? You know what I mean? No, that's for sure. And the re- honestly, the reason I stayed with her for so long is be- more because of the implications. Like, mm. I loved her post-marriage because I was told I had to and it was my responsibility and if I didn't then I was not only rejecting her I was rejecting God I was rejecting my career I was rejecting my faith community rejecting all my mentors how dare I turn my back on them it would become a black eye for my witness and it would destroy my career and I would be forced to live in shame and go work in the blue collar workforce oh no they make more money Mm-hmm. Okay, I do make a lot more money. Yeah, <laughs> right. oh, that's what I thought. Yes. That, Listen, maintenance pays pretty well. Yeah, okay. oh yeah. I was I was gonna ask like, what do y'all do now? Like, if you, I mean, and I just know this from that's myself. A fun question. I, I I got a degree in ministry, y'all. Like, I I had this track for my life that I was gonna work in full time ministry, and that is not what I do now. So, like, what does that look like for y'all? If this is you know, this was the track you put on your marriages were kind of heading in that track. So what does that look like now? 
Yeah, I mean, for me, so so Michaela, my partner, is getting. Um, she's an occupational therapist, so she's like got a career. You know, she's got things um, set, and I am just working some odd jobs right now. I'm at a temp agency and just got a job actually at Catholic Charities working with the Migration Refugee Service. <gasps> I love like, Catholic Charities. Yeah, it's actually so cool. I love it. I'm doing like some boring stuff, but it's it's fun. I love my coworkers. I love the uh, the atmosphere there, and like we're working with people coming to the u.s coming to louisville and they get like money and stuff from some government benefits that we work with so that's super fun and that's kind of what i'm doing you know since my <laughs> since my partner's making money i'm like just gonna chill and yeah, figure out, yeah. yeah i'm gonna have some <laughs> space to see you know what i want to do and then go from there <laughs> that's a real feminist right there hell yeah oh yeah i am like <laughs> no i was i was in sales for like three years and i would tell my coworkers stuff like that and some of them yeah some of the coworkers were like man i couldn't have my wife make more money than me and i'm like why why not? Not? why well, it's your money anyway someone is not comfortable in their masculinity oh my goodness. i know like if i could just stay home and clean and like just get the house ready like i love that yes literally <laughs> i i grew up with a stay-at-home dad so when people are like i could never like my wife could never i'm like y'all are weird like you you realize yeah, how it's weird, so weird that sounds it's so weird like what is it what even is gender isn't that like everybody's roles? dream is to not have to work yeah <laughs> yeah Literally. honestly uh, jack's like biggest dream is that we win the lottery because i would keep working because i like to work so his biggest dream is we win the lottery so like he just doesn't have to work he can be a stay-at-home dad and i would just work because i would like it and it'd be for fun so yeah it's, it's weird when people are like no my wife can't do that <laughs> it's okay if you want an even weirder one i am deeply insecure that i'm not the breadwinner um, but I also don't want to work anymore. <laughs> I really like want this, in this yeah. weird place. I really want this podcast to just be mm -hmm. really famous without any extra effort yes. on my part. Um, <laughs> $1,000 per stream podcast. Yes. yes. And then, yeah, I want to live my life. <laughs> so halfway through Bible college, my junior year is when I got married. And so I was like, huh, I need to support myself. So myself and my spouse, we moved back to Louisville from Missouri and my dad is like a, a maintenance manager for GE appliances. Ooh, fancy. He got me, yeah. He got me a little like day temp job and it was okay. But I was like, huh, I'm making good money. So I eventually just started working my way up and I was in maintenance for about two years. And then when I finished my degree, I was blessed or cursed with a wonderful opportunity <laughs> to become a worship pastor. First Christian church of Wilmington, Illinois, Illinois. first Christian, mm -hmm. about 200 people. Um, and it was so shameful to have to go from a mega church who wouldn't hire me to the first <laughs> Christian church of Wilmington, Illinois, between 200 people. But that's besides the point. Wait, the I mega church there. with the nepotism didn't hire you? That's nope. some bullshit. Crazy. I know. That is some yeah. bullshit. What the fuck? Don't they know the code? Come on. Literally in the family. Yeah. I think I think they're like, huh, we can't be nepotism with him. Only with ourselves. <laughs> That's like too else. clear cut nepotism. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. So moved up there and I did that. And then once everything came tumbling down, which there's some shit I want to share there. <laughs> I'm ready. I left really well from that job. So I actually got to come back and take my same position afterwards. It was like two years after, but they, because COVID happened, they didn't hire anyone. <laughs> 
that's a blessing for you. So I got my old job back and I got a promotion a few weeks ago. It's kind of nice. Ooh, promotion. Congratulations. Uh, yeah, thank you. It sucks. It's a hard job, but I pay, <laughs> get paid well, so I can't complain. Yeah, I mean, but do you have to like put any creativity into it? Absolutely zero. <laughs> then praise mm-hmm. God. Because the creative jobs, let me tell you, those ones suck the <laughs> life out of you. <laughs> Actually, it was like the elder board meetings that like sucked the life out of me. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so you had mentioned your dad. I want to know do y'all i mean you said y'all y'all's parents are still married do they know about like your where your faith is how do they feel about (laughs) let's just get into the family drama i want the i want the the tea if you're willing to share claudia's got the tea i mean they well they listen to the podcast for sure so my mom listens every week so i get that yeah but your mom's cool spencer Yeah, no, I mean, like, my parents are pretty cool. Um, we, we've had a lot They're of people not McKay's be cool. Parents, yeah, my partner's parents weren't, especially her dad, were not as cool. Um, and we don't really talk to him at all. Um, uh, <laughs> well, if he's listening, fuck him too. I know, I doubt he is, but fuck him too. Yes, <laughs> but no, my, my parents are pretty cool. They're, I mean, you know, they. They're still Christian. They're still like super in the church and everything, but they, they love me and they're trying to have a relationship with me. So it's cool. Bless I think up. they're kind of scared to talk to me about it, you know, cause they don't want to offend me. Mm-hmm. So like, but that is so nice, weird, but it's, yeah, it's nice. Like they're not going out of their way to offend me. You know, they're not like forcing prayer and Jesus down my throat every second. That is so, so that's nice. cool. I am currently living with my grandmother. So she, I don't know if she knows I'm trying to keep it a secret from her, but I think she notices that we never leave on Sundays, so she probably knows. <laughs> yeah, I think grandmas, that's the first thing they pay attention to when you move yeah, yeah. Are you are you at the uh I ask I ask everybody this. It sounds like a weird question, but are you the um like you would go with your mom to Mother's Day church to make her happy, or is that like a boundary that you're like, no? You know, I don't know. I'm current. I'm not sure. Maybe not yet. I mean, like I'm still pretty new to the whole uh, not being a Christian as well. So maybe not yet. But, Don't recommend you know, for, it for her. They didn't really have like a, a ton of church traditions. I didn't go to the Christmas Eve service this year or last year. That's big. Wait, that's yeah. So, yeah wow. so I think I'm, I may, you know, I mean, I, eventually I might be able to do that. I might do it. Um, especially at my home church though, you know, it's just too much. I like, mm-hmm. I, I know the intonation and the cadence of my pastor's voice. who was, uh, Elijah's like father and uncle-in-law or whatever. <laughs> I know his voice so well that it's just like triggering where I just don't want to listen to it. Mm. And, uh, I don't know if I go there, but I would go to a service for sure. So, so your parents still go to the mega church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine do. That's Ooh. interesting. Wow. What about you, Elijah? Um, it's really weird because my parents like ended up half deconstructing because of the divorce. Because mm. I saw a lot of the hypocrisy from took everybody down with you. <laughs> I know, I really did. I like I it. I love it. In this really weird place where like they understand a lot of the problems I have with evangelicalism, and I think even Collier's parents would understand to a certain extent. Like they do too. They just don't think it applies to their church. I think is their only blind yeah. spot. <laughs> yeah. But they understand the problems. They got Absolutely. the blinders on. Yeah, my parents 
I think are honestly still in church because they feel like they have to be because they don't know where they would be without it. And they like they started mm. dating in their home church, you know, back in oh. uh, their hometown. And like they're, they're they're sweethearts and they've loved each other for a long time. And it's almost just like, you know, they don't know where they would be without it. But at the same time, they're like, we kind of understand what he's going through, even if he says fuck now. <laughs> oh yeah mm-hmm. my mom hates that i cuss now more than the fact that i think that like god's not real <laughs> i mean word man that's all it is yeah <laughs> i word i actually um i can kind of see your parents perspective in the sense of i if i think about like if i you know was in my 40s 50s 60s and had like raised my children in the church and you know like had adult children now and then started this sort of deconstruction that would be way freaking harder to like step away from because like you said like like again i'm in my 20s and my husband and i are always like where do you meet friends when you like yes don't go to like church activities um and I want to meet people at like at the bar. Yeah, no, okay. So somebody want to talk to bar people. What the hell? Some yeah, of our, I want to take the people with me to the bar. Oh, okay. Some of our best friends in after we moved, I met them through work, and they're evangelicals as well. And and they they're not believers at all. So like, while Jack and I still go to church, like they're just don't do that. And we have conversations all the time of like, we're not big drinkers, so we're not just going to go to a random bar and try and meet people. But like, where do you go to meet people when all you knew was go to church events? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, yes. well, we could try like Bumble BFF, but even this is weird. Mm. Like, yeah, I don't that's know. just a threesome app. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Colin yeah. and I lucked yeah. out because like we, because the church is so large and we knew so many people, we have specifically accidentally sought out like the ex-evangelicals from our youth group Smart. and formed our own mm-hmm. group and now we're all alcoholics we've got- <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we've got our our youth group at that church was like it was super passionate there was like something special there you know and so what that means now like several there's years only later, two options there are only two options. yeah either you like go all in and or like become like a stereotypical conservative evangelical and just like go with it or you like deconstruct hardcore some way so no in between yeah amen what was the post uh from the one guy today uh from oh yeah yeah like one of the kids who are still in it like shared something on his story and it was cringe Oh, what it was, was it? Well, uh, he said the fact that you are currently inhaling and exhaling at this very moment means you are a recipient of mercy. As if, uh, as if God doesn't want us to live and it's merciful for us to breathe. Yeah, that's hmm. that's like some that's daddy like, God shit. That, no, daddy that, God. That, mm-hmm. That's some like um, that's some again. This is like the part that a lot of my family would probably disagree on that i like i don't think that god has made us like inherently bad and sinful yep. and that's giving yeah. me the vibes that like th- we're supposed to believe Babies in a god are that's, sinners. yeah like we're supposed to believe in a, in a god that's all loving all powerful all good but he made mm-hmm. me bad and i don't yeah, deserve so life yeah, yeah i i reject that that's like the biggest load of horse shit that the church ever taught me and i don't believe in that oh for sure for sure it really is yeah which like going to the baptist college they believe in total depravity and and in my college specifically to like an extreme yeah it was everything that was the flesh and the world was so bad i so much so that yeah they didn't 
allow you to even express yourself because that was bad because you shouldn't have an identity outside of Christ. I'm a firm believer that the people that, so I went to a church, one of the first churches I went to, um, the pastor is a Calvinist. So believes in tu- tulip, total depravity, all mm-hmm. that shit. <laughs> and it's mind blowing to me. Cause I'll never forget the feeling of holding my newborn daughter and having this thought of like, like that man has held a fresh newborn baby and he believes in total depravity. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. is some fucked up shit. Like it's I so up. will never understand that. Like even now, like seven months in and like, she's freaking wild and she can annoy me, but I'm still looking at her and I'm like, you are inherently good. There's not an ounce of sin in you. And if somebody believes that they need to go to therapy because they have something wrong with that. <laughs> Truly. Yeah. Even like a puppy, like you've never seen a dog. Like you believe in total depravity of the world, yeah. but there's dogs. I don't know. My dog <laughs> is the, uh, is the God of mischief. So <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's just trying to be cute. I mean, <laughs> okay. But you kind of highlighted like one of our biggest things that we don't like about evangelicalism and specifically about apologetics is that they shape the way that they see the world through their very specific narrow theology rather than looking at the world and making deductions from from that they're looking at it like inversely so and which is sad exactly exactly and with a very small view of god and a small view of the world yes. which is ironic considering he's the omni god yeah mm. they're, they're the kings and queens of don't put god in a box while putting god mm. in a box in that like, tiny little box yes yeah I'll, yes. Never, I'll never forget i worked at this bible camp and we were having a conversation me and some of these other like counselors we were talking about uh like creation and how like oh like you know like seven literal days versus you know thousands of years millions of years Mm -hmm. and i'll never forget this girl being like for me to believe that god is all powerful like he says he is it has to be seven literal days and i remember just thinking like you that's what a hinge is a powerful god then like you don't like (laughs) that's a small faith yeah i and i literally was just like and again my whole thing is like i'm not saying he couldn't do it but like why would they when there's so much evidence around our our universe mm-hmm. our own planet that says otherwise so like mm-hmm. i don't know man like josie also, says like maybe issue. it doesn't matter it yeah. doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it does not matter at all for real we're fighting about the wrong things <laughs> did you see that the noah's ark like is suing the insurance company or something oh yeah i saw that what? yeah no so that's that's, that's like about an hour or two from us actually so have um, you been have you been please go please go. i i haven't been to the the ark i've been to the creation museum oh that's still we good. actually okay so my cringiest date was one time um, no! We thought it was a, it was fun and good at the time, but we were like, we we're hanging out like a Sunday afternoon or something. And we were like, hey, let's be spontaneous. So we drove up and went to the Creation Museum on a whim. How much was it? <laughs> oh, I forget. It's maybe, I don't know, something like $20 a ticket or something. That's too many dollars. Like, yeah, something regular for Should museum price, but <laughs> it's so bad. It's, it's ridiculous. If you ever have a chance to go, it's interesting. Oh, I plan about, on going. I mean, I... dinosaurs were on the Ark. Like, okay. there was a... I mean, basically, you can't believe that dinosaurs like um, didn't exist with men because then there would be uh, there would be uh, death before the fall. It's 
and, and for some reason the creation museum is really really into dinosaurs i don't know why it's like why do you focus on that one part that you <laughs> cannot so prove they're trying to reclaim the dinosaurs yeah. because they're like yeah. they're like scientists put them there to trick us and then they said just kidding dinosaurs lived when adam and eve did yeah they're <laughs> leviathan mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what they are oh my gosh well friends do you have any advice for our listeners as we close up on marriage um well so for me you know not really my advice necessarily i when i first started deconstructing and really questioned the idea of god with my wife and and both of us were doing that together um i found uh david hayward the naked pastor and Hmm. Thank you, Pastor. Incredible on Instagram. Amazing stuff. Love. And she's got all types of source resources. Uh, I looked at his bio or his like about us story highlight on Instagram. And that was really kind of what like made me feel secure in the first place doing that because uh, he was basically saying that, you know, even if your faiths don't align, why don't you settle on love instead of on your faith? Mm. And so if you're in a Christian marriage, especially, then make love the most important thing, you know, make yourself like the Lord commands. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Love your partner. Don't put prize the faith over the love because Mm. it will just lead to disaster every time. Mm -hmm. What about you, Elijah, as a divorcee? (laughs) Oh, thanks. (laughs) Um, First of all, if you want to hear the more extended version of Collier and I's story, Mm -hmm. go check out the first five episodes of the Hopefully Wandering Podcast. Yes. (laughs) Rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. Um, I would like to share something very practical. I would say that I have used... I ended up using my boss's slash pastor's opinion on divorce as a litmus test for what I thought about the church and evangelicalism. Mm. And what I mean by that is uh, when I was basically started deconstructing, I went to the pastor who I was working for at the time in Illinois and I said, Hey, you know, the only two instances that divorce is permitted is in scripture. Besides the hardness of the hearts with the people in the Exodus was uh, adultery or the abandonment of an unbelieving spouse. So um, I'm going to pose a hypothetical situation. I want to just hear like what you think about it. And if you think that this situation is sin, I was like, Hey, there's a woman, she's married to a man. He's completely faithful to her, does not sleep with anyone else, but he beats the shit out of her every night. Uh, broken bones, black eyes. Uh, would it be sin for her to leave him? And he said yes. And that's the moment I knew Damn. that evangelicalism was kind of BS. <laughs> I would argue you can't be a believer and beat your wife. Well, yeah. and I would too. But I, you know, I was like, you know, if my faith or anyone's faith is so small that you have to say something terrible like that, I don't mm-hmm. really have any interest in it. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> yeah, we're we're kind of done here. I was like, uh, since then, I didn't speak a single another word to that man. <laughs> so anyways, I think I would just say to listeners, like, if you think someone has a toxic theology, test them on it and like find out like what your issues are um like with that theology like i i came up with a hypothetical situation where i know it truly in my heart that this is a terrible thing and that this is not sin and if anyone says it is then they've got blinders on with their faith and you know they're a toxic and abusive person spreading something that probably shouldn't be and you know don't hesitate to challenge them on that that's okay Mm -hmm. 
And with that, my COVID is peaking. Um, <laughs> no. I know it's okay. Um, it lasted. So anyway, Spencer, do you have any final thoughts? Um, yeah, I just think again, marriage is something that Christians like hyper fixate on. Mm. Like it's just part of the, you know, it's part of the the stairway to heaven kind of thing of you mm. get married, you have kids, you raise them in the faith, God rewards you in the end because you were a good and faithful servant. Amen. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I think, um, yeah, for those of us that are deconstructing, um, especially for those that got married in the faith and now are deconstructing again of being for myself, I would consider myself in an interfaith marriage. Like I love what Collier said about there's more common ground in your marriage than, the, than you think there is. Mm-hmm. Especially when I think about what do my husband and I believe about humanity and believe about raising our child. We agree on everything of just how to be a good person, the qualities we want, the, you know, what we want for humanity in the world. We agree on all of that. He may, you know, what do we disagree on? I think Jesus is sovereign. He likes Jesus. He likes the humanity of Jesus. Doesn't really think Jesus is sovereign. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's so many things that we overlap on that I could let this one thing totally destroy my marriage and my life. But exactly what you said, like Jesus told me to love and my husband shows way more Christ-like characteristics than a lot of quote unquote Christian men I dated. So yeah, man. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're kind of in the midst of it and you're deconstructing and you're in a marriage and it looks different than, you know, your faith looks different than when you got married, just kind of lean into that, like lean into why did you get married? And obviously it's not always going to work out. I think divorce is a great thing for people. And I'm not afraid to say that. Like there are certain people that I know that they got divorced and their life is exponentially better for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if, yeah, testify. And, but again, if you know that, if you know, just in your heart of hearts, that's not an option for y'all because you guys mutually love each other and want to make it work then I think you can. And it's just about not putting in the hard work because marriage isn't hard, but about finding that common ground of Mm -hmm. why it's easy in the Mm -hmm. first place and why you're a good match in the first place. Amen. My advice is to live with your partner before you get married. And that's it. Easy peasy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, friends, uh, plug away your show. Where can the folks find you? Yeah, uh, we are... Is it just hopefully wandering on At Spotify? Hopefully wandering <laughs> podcast on Spotify, or you can look up me on Instagram on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We 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 botched that shout out. Hold on, let's do it again. At hopefully wandering podcast on Instagram, we are hopefully wandering on Spotify and Apple, Apple Music and Amazon, Google, Amazon, Google, whatever. Well, our personal Instagrams are yeah. My personal Instagram is Collier Brooks with uh, I think two S's because the first one was taken. <laughs> I am at the classy coal miner. <laughs> Give us a follow. Also, we'll tag continue them. to listen to this podcast because I actually haven't listened to the episode yet, but I'm going to now because y'all are fun. Shame. Oh, 
I'm a, I, I, know. I don't care. No, uh, I, yeah. you know what? I, I heard you all based on the Irreverent Media uh, ad on like one of the other ones. So, Ooh, nice. which one? We have our favorites. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> IMG. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't pay for that ad. They, I make them put it on there, but that's fine. <laughs> I force people to do things for me. <laughs> Yay! Well, I'm glad you found us. I'm glad we had this conversation. It was amazing. Spencer, where can the folks find us? They can find us on Instagram at Speaking in Church. They can find Josie at Josie Takes the World. And they can find me at Spence Rose. And don't forget to follow us and all of our friends at Irreverent Media Group. Mm-hmm. They are our friends. Fortunately. Not unfortunately, fortunately. <laughs> okay, the COVID's really getting me. All right, friends. I'm sweat. Oh, can you see me sweating? Yeah. Woo! Stay woke <laughs> or get woke, friends. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Bye. <laughs> This has been an irreverent media podcast.